Soul Source is a podcast made by women for women. We are looking at the topics that are influencing world, women in the world they live in today and shedding light on those topics. We're speaking to the national newsmakers and bringing you the stories that you're only going to hear here. Don't miss out on being in the know. Subscribe to Soul Source wherever you listen to podcasts today and leave us a review. This part's really important because that way we can continue to bring you the content that you love each and every week. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're about to get started. Nothing in life is easy. And there's no shortcut to a place worth going. Hey, everyone. I am Raquel Amel, your host of Soul Source and 2020, it was a big year for women. I mean, we saw the first female vice president be elected to U.S. office, and now we have witnessed the first woman in National Football League history to referee a Super Bowl. I mean, ladies, that's a pretty darn cool thing. If you didn't catch the NFL Super Bowl this past weekend, let me catch you up. The Kansas City Chiefs took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tampa Bay, Florida, and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took home the gold in a 31-9 win. But for many young girls and women out there, eyes were on Sarah Thomas, one of the eight game officials added to the NFL officiating roster for this year's Super Bowl and the only female ever added to a Super Bowl list to officiate. Now, to be asked to referee a Super Bowl, it's a pretty big deal in the officiating world for anyone. It means you finish top of your position for the season as only the best of the best in the football officiating world are given the opportunity to work a Super Bowl. Sarah Thomas has been breaking the glass ceiling in the NFL world for a few years now, though. She was the first woman to be added to the NFL officiating roster back in spring of 2015, becoming the first full-time female official in NFL history. Then, just three years later, in 2018, she became the first female ever to officiate an NFL playoff game, serving as down judge in the 2018 divisional playoff game, and that is the same position she officiated in this weekend for Super Bowl 55. My guest today was unable to speak with me in person ahead of of the Super Bowl due to NFL restrictions. However, she shared some candid responses with the NFL ahead of the big game about what it means to her to have achieved this level of success, who she attributes the success to, and what she hopes other young girls, as well as men, take away from her history-making debut. These responses were recorded ahead of time, so this episode may sound a little bit different than the traditional question and answer format that we use here on Soul Source. Still, this interview, it's worth listening to as Sarah is making history for women everywhere. Being selected for this year's Super Bowl in Tampa and being the first female that has been selected to do such, it means a lot to me. I have a precious little girl that is watching her mom, not just on a football field, but daily at home. And I want her to know seeing it believing it and you can do it and I just spoke with her this morning actually and she had a a neat little test that she had to take and she said mom they asked what I wanted to do in the future and I told them I wanted to be a mom a teacher and a ref like my mom so I'm just saying it's just so meaningful I never set out to be the first at all in any of this But knowing the impact that I'm having on not just my daughter, but young girls everywhere, women everywhere, and I have to add in young men and men too. I have two precious young men that I'm raising to be a partner with their spouse and respect. She's a hardworking woman 
and just being there. When I get on that field and I take it all in, I know that I'm probably going to get a little teary-eyed. Just understand this is this is remarkable, and I'm truly honored and humbled to be a part of this year's Super Bowl crew. I can imagine soaking that all up is very emotional, and it should be. I mean, she's making history. A lot of people strive to achieve what she's doing right now. I have to be honest and say, yes, early in my career, especially maybe college, that's like if you ever get selected to go to the NFL, I mean, wouldn't it be great to work a Super Bowl? But once I was interviewed and had that opportunity to work, my first game in the NFL, you just have to understand that it's the longevity of your career that you really want to establish. Being granted the honor of working a Super Bowl means that you finish top of your position and striving and working as hard as you possibly can to get there, to be number one. And then if you get the call to work a Super Bowl, that's awesome. But just being selected for it, can't say it was a goal. My goal is just to be number one at my position. And she achieved that goal for sure. But Sarah has a long-standing history in officiating, and it did not start with the NFL. It didn't start when I started officiating football. It actually started so long ago. When I was in fifth grade, I was the only female girl that played on the basketball team in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and I was influenced strongly by my mom's sister, my aunt, Jill Upton. Fast forward, I graduate college, then I'm not playing basketball anymore, and so then I play in a men's church league. And I was kicked out of that league because I was a female. My older brother Lee was officiating high school football, but I had no idea that he was doing that. But I joined him at a high school football officials meeting. And that's where my journey with officiating started. I walked into that first meeting, had no idea that there were no females that were working it because playing basketball in college or high school, you saw females out there officiating basketball. And I fell in love in that moment whenever I was taken back that you've got to be kidding me. These guys actually get together and discuss rules and what if scenarios and just plays that happen and challenge each other. And it felt that I could give back in a sense to just organize sports. I love sports, but this football officiating thing took off. And after 10 seasons in high school and two children, I thought that I was not gonna do it any longer. But I worked a high school playoff game and there was an NFL scout there, Dr. Joe Haynes. He got me plugged in with Gerald Austin of Conference USA. Gerald hired me and my career in college began. I attended clinics, I worked in the UFL, I worked in arena ball, and then I got the phone call from the NFL in 2015. And here I am wrapping up my sixth season. But my journey in officiating started a long time ago. It wasn't that it just started when I really started officiating. I mean, we talk a lot about women's issues here on the show, but as you hear with Sarah's story, she came up through the ranks in a very male-dominated field. That means she was actually standing on the shoulders of guys who came before her. That's different than a lot of the women who have fir- who have had firsts in their careers, but men played a huge role in helping her achieve the success, and that is not lost on Sarah. 
when I started officiating, there were very few females officiating in football. I, I don't believe that there were any in the state of Mississippi whenever I started. And, and now to see so many females officiating across the country, not only that, but I just got an email the other day from overseas from some female football officials and it's across the world to see the impact of the amount of females that are out there officiating football. My message is do it because you love it. Don't do it because you want the recognition, but I think there's power in numbers. And when you start having more and more and more females, no one's doing it for the recognition. They are doing it because they love it. So I have to just, pay, you know, I have to pay tribute to the men too that walked this before me because there weren't any women in college or in the NFL that I could look up to. And if it hadn't been for the men that accepted me and saw that I was doing it for the same reasons that they were, I just, I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for the officials in Pascagoula, Mississippi and Conference USA and all the, the fraternity of football officials that are still currently in the NFL and the ones who have retired. So to that, I want to say thank you guys. It's so awesome to hear about men uplifting women and making sure that they can achieve their dreams. We need much more of that in the world and vice versa. Women should recognize and credit the guys who are helping them achieve these milestones. And for Sarah, she says football is really where she started to find her groove in the officiating world. Football has played a very impactful role in my life. I didn't play the game of football, but I have been blessed to officiate the game of football. Fell in love with it, refereeing, officiating, junior high, high school games, college, and now in the NFL. But I will tell you what officiating football has done for my life. It has enhanced the foundation that my parents have laid before me, all those coaches have laid before me, and my ability to just try to keep it together, problem solve, work as a team, and also just be a part of a crew of officials, a fraternity, if you will, because at this time I'm the only female there on the field with all these guys. But it has taught me so much about life. To not go out and do things for the recognition, to not do things to prove people wrong, but to truly love what you're doing. And I absolutely love officiating football. Lots of young women and even little girls were watching this weekend. They finally saw someone who looked like them on the field representing them. But Sarah says it's not all fun and games, and she wants young women and girls to know it takes a lot of work, but she says it's worth it. My advice to other females that are pursuing a career in officiating football or interested in pursuing a career, I would simply look at you and say, do it. Find an association there and start out the grassroots wherever you live. Get involved in high school and your junior highs or middle schools and Pee Wees, Pop Warners, and just go do it. Understand and have a mindset when you do walk through that door to that first meeting or go out onto that football field, you're gonna have to put a lot of hard work into what you're doing and mastering this craft. And none of us have, are truly masters at this craft. But get a mentor, surround yourself with other officials and your family and you, your personal life, there are gonna be a lot of sacrifices that you're gonna have to endure but like I say, nothing in life is easy. And there's no shortcut to a place worth going. 
Sarah's story was a fantastic one, and I found it so inspiring hearing from her, and I hope her story inspired you as well. Thank you all for listening, and if you want to hear more Soul Source, subscribe to our show. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's something you want us to talk about on the show, we can do that too. We have a Facebook group. It's called the Soul Source Society, and it is where we interact with listeners, share special content only seen in that group, talk about shows, get ideas for future podcasts, and overall, we just have a lot of fun. That's Soul Source Society on Facebook. We hope to see you there. Soul Source is brought to you by Red Shoes, Inc. It's a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more. To learn more about Soul Source and Red Shoes, visit us at redshoesinc.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова